everyone, Dave and Jeff. It is February 5th, 2020. Well, I tell you what, Dave, my my kids are 12 now, and they're at that age where it's no longer about comic books and goofy stuff. You can still have fun, but I feel like as an, as an adult, occasionally you have to try to be responsible. And the one message that I try to drive in their head every day is, when you go out today, try to make a difference in somebody's life. And I said, we may not be able to do it every day, but you will find you like the days where you're successful a lot more than the days where it doesn't necessarily pan out. And I say that because a friend of ours is here tonight. And due to some amazingly crazy circumstances that happened, and you all know the story, he did the coolest thing. And he took a negative, and he's now making a difference. And he will be making a difference again for this community next Thursday, the 13th, at the Doubletree Hotel in Mission Valley, benefiting the American Red Cross as we do another, not we, but all of us together, led by Kyle Kraska. And Kyle, it's great to see you, brother. It's and, great to see you, too. And I'm wondering... Like what I say to Jack and what I say to Kate, isn't it amazing? I want to start with last year, yeah, and then we'll work our way up to this year. Sure. Because Dave and I saw you in the garage about last year at this time, and we spent a lot of time talking about the incident and where you are. But I want to pick up the story from that point moving forward. Yeah. Last year, the blood drive was at Dave and Buster's. And after all the energy that you had put into that, when you get into that parking lot <laughs> and you start to see the people coming through, tell me about the energy that runs through your building when you see all the people that step up and do what we just talked about make a difference. Well, thanks. First of all, I want to say thanks to you guys both. Oh, uh, of course. For, Absolutely. For last year, getting the word out. And thank you for, again, having me to talk about the blood drive. And, and to all the local media, you guys have probably heard me all, all over the place. Everyone has rolled out the red carpet and said, hey, we'd love to have you on to talk about this great event and obviously something that's so important for San Diego because we're, again, critical levels with blood here in San Diego, and there's a dire need every day. So this is something that's really going to serve our community. But to, uh, to answer your question, <laughs> I'll never forget last year. I don't know if you guys will remember, but last year we did it on the 14th. And um, it was the worst weather day in like the history yeah, of San Diego. Yes. It was a monsoon. I woke up, I think, 4.30 in the morning and uh, it's obviously pitch black and it's pouring raining. And I Uber from my house down to the uh, Dave and Buster's. And this is no, no lie. We can't find Dave and Buster's. Whoa. We can't find it. <laughs> my Uber driver's driving back and forth up and down the street going, oh, yeah. Where are we going? And I said, I swear to God, it used to be right here. <laughs> right there, under we the can't find it. You know why we couldn't find it? Because all the power was off. No for way. Blocks, oh, for man. blocks. So it was black. It was a black hole. We're driving around with his headlights. We finally find the, the parking lot. We get in there and we pull up and, and God bless him. All the American Red Cross people mm -hmm. are there and it's pitch black and they've got these flashlights. And they're running in and they're trying to set up. And I'm like, what's going on? They said, we've got no power. Oh and I'm God. like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> you know, good God. Like on this day of all the days, yeah. of all yeah. the days we've been planning for months, we've got people coming. It's still at this point, 536 in the morning. We got two hours to opening the doors. And uh, we just kept setting up. We're literally under flashlights. We set up the entire place. They were amazing. And suddenly, like at, at 730, I think it was like, poof. Nice. The lights wow. Came, the lights came on. Wow. And we're thinking, oh, you know, is anyone even going to show up? 
Yeah. Wouldn't you know it, we opened those doors at 8 a.m. And in the pouring rain, there was a line yeah. of people out Great. the door ready to, and chills went up my spine. And I just thought, wow, you know, they're here. They, they yeah. come. And people came in with stories. We drove down from Oceanside. It took us three hours in the yeah. traffic and in the rain and in the craziness and the road closures. But everyone came. And it was awesome it was awesome awesome to see the whole community come out and support something that's so important love it really really cool so here we are we're you know a year into the 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 second one that we're going to do and as you were telling us before we turn the mics on this is much bigger than last year and it's an opportunity obviously for people to give back one thing jeff and i've always noticed being here in san diego man the city rallies really did you know and And uh, I was just saying, you know, I appreciate you coming down here tonight to East Lake. I saw you just yesterday at East Lake High School, so yeah. you made the trip down in the neighborhood twice. But you, you've been all over. It's not one of these things where you just put your name on it and you no. move on. You are <laughs> extremely active in making sure you, you get the word out. Um, I, I tell you, anybody that takes time, obviously, because the, they, they obviously always need blood, right? Yeah. We, we oh, hear boy. this all the time, man, yeah. that they're short. doesn't matter what you are they they can always use your blood please uh take time to give blood again we're, we're giving you notice it is february 13th for your chance to go down and do something really great for the community and uh again we we can't thank you enough for for doing this because in all honesty when the the chargers left it left mm-hmm. a, a major void i know other people have stepped up but you're a personality that's on television every night and we've watched you for years and i think people say you know i know that guy mm-hmm. and where they take time to watch you doing sports to know they know it. There, there's a real story, not just given Aztec scores. Yeah, obviously. And, um, well, you guys know the story. There may mm. be people out there that don't know the story. So I should mention, you know, the, the, the impetus behind this, this blood drive was the fact that nearly five years ago, I was shot several times in my driveway. Uh, mm. I was shot six times. Five bullets went all the way through my body, in one side, out the other. One of them was in me still. They, they removed that. I died twice on an operating table. I was in a coma for nearly a week. And thanks to all those incredible people, the first responders that found me, the doctors, the nurses, the trauma surgeons, all those people that put me back together, and all the people that donated blood. I needed 14 units of blood Amazing. to Man. stay alive. There's this 12 units of blood in, in your body. Okay? Yeah. I needed 14, so I had multiple blood transfusions. If the blood had not been available to me, I, I would be dead. So to thank all of those people... Uh, and to honor them, we call it the celebration of heroes. And now we're doing our second one. And there is such a need for blood in our community, as you mentioned. Um, it, it is always a need, a critical need. Every two seconds in the U.S., someone needs a blood transfusion. Yeah. And um, one thing we've done by setting this all up, you know, we've got we've got the Red Cross. We've got the tables. We've got the technicians, the people. We've got everyone coming down, all the sports teams, and the mayor will be there, and the fire chief and the police chief. We're setting it all up. I'm honestly trying to make it as simple for Mm -hmm. everyone as possible. All you got to do, and I know it's a big ask. Don't get me wrong. I'm asking you to come on down there. Come to the double tree. I'm asking you to roll up your sleeve, hang out with us. Takes about 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And I'm asking you to give blood from your body. I know that's not a a small (laughs) ask, but we're trying to make it so, you know, convincing that we're, we're putting it all with setting the table you just show up lay down and give some blood and it's going to make you feel so good for one but it's so important for another we really really do need it and i'll be honest guys i'm, I'm a little nervous because heck i was i was nervous last year yeah because it was the first time we'd ever done this and the the red cross warned us like hey you know 
tone down your expectation. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to get people to come out to a blood drive. And they said, if you get 30, 40, 50 people, you're going to have a very successful blood drive in year one. Well, on that one day last year, we got 175 units Amazing. on Amazing. one day. We did multiple blood drives throughout the week, and that's why I was at East Lake High School. We went to a couple of high schools last year as well, Rancho Bernardo, Mar Vista, and they had blood drives as well. So all told for the week, we did 420 units. This year, we've got uh, we've got East Lake High School involved. I'm excited. They're going to have a blood drive on Wednesday. The kids are really fired Sweet. up. But I'm nervous because, you know what, we did great things last year, but then the Red Cross was like, well, heck, if you can do that, yeah. let's go crazy. You know, we're going to set it up for 400 <laughs> units. Oh, wow. We're going to have tables everywhere, and yeah. it's going to be the greatest thing. And I'm a little nervous because I, I need people to show up. So, we, you know, you got to show if you don't show. It's, it's great to have a party, but we really need the blood. That's the whole point. Uh, you know, and, and just one thing, I'm glad you mentioned this story about what started it mm -hmm. because i feel like it's not going to take very long and this is going to be the kyle kraska heroes blood drive i didn't want to tell that story tonight and <laughs> and and here's why i wanted to be able to turn the page yeah. but but i'm really glad you did i didn't want to come out i didn't want to celebrate what happened or just mm -hmm. drag you down that road again no, it's okay no i know you but but I love what you're doing for the community and and very similar to a guy that we all know and love, Ralph Panerska. Of course. Where the Chargers blood drive and we got to a point where we were able to tell that story because Ralph, like you, mm -hmm. five and ten and fifteen years later was striving and doing great, right. looked amazing, and we can all look back and go, Man, it's crazy how we got here. But we didn't want to focus on that. Here's the other thing I, I'm going to Can say. Can I tell you something about Ralph Bernerska? Yeah, Just, 100%. I'm sorry to interrupt. But, no, you're good. You know, one thing that was really important to me and really cool is last year as we were planning for this, I reached out to Ralph Bernerska. Mm. And I told him, listen, you were the inspiration behind the greatest blood drive yeah. this community has ever seen. So... A, I'd like kind of your blessing, you know, that we're yeah. doing this and I'd like for you to be a part of it. So I went and met with him and we did some interviews that we aired on Channel 8 and then he came out to the blood drive. Oh, and one really cool moment is we were at the blood drive chatting and he was very excited about the turnout and what this had become. Mm -hmm. And obviously with the fact that the Chargers blood drive went away, he handed me one of his challenge coins. Oh. And it was so cool. I, I have it. I, I display it proudly. I've got many challenge coins now, but this one I display proudly. And he said, basically, Kyle, this is the passing of the baton. Wow. You know, I want you to wow. carry this blood drive forward and do good things in our community. And it just made me yeah. feel great to have him there and to have that um, acceptance of, of, of Rolf because I so admire him and appreciate everything he did. I, I think it's great. And this is the one thing I was just going to say. On a much smaller scale, we used to throw birthday parties for my kids when they were seven and they were eight and they were nine, and their mom would invite 40 people. And if 33 showed up, she would be wondering what happened because 35, 36, and 37 <laughs> committed. And what I used to say to her, and finally she caught on, was I said, listen, don't drive yourself nuts by the people who didn't make it. Yeah. Make sure you celebrate those who did. Of course. And I just, I'm very excited because I go to Denver on Friday, but Thursday's an off day. I didn't get to go last year. This year I can come down and hang out. I'll take my sons even though they're 12. I want them to come down and see what this community does when they come together. But that's the one thing for all those guys. 
just I know you well enough for you will, but just remember if I think you're going to blow by your number, but if it gets to <laughs> 375, just be stoked. The 375 people on a Thursday stopped. Um, you had to have heard so many stories as you started this. Mm-hmm. Is there one that is right there, front and center, that that keeps you chasing? Obviously, yeah. your own, but but yeah. a lot of times we're more influenced by others oh, than we are I by know. ourselves. No, I'm I'm actually. It's it's interesting you asked that question because I don't think we've talked about this. No, but tonight <clears throat> on Channel Eight, we are airing a story that I've been working on for weeks now. I've come to know a little girl and her family. She's adorable. Her name is Camila. She's five years old. Oh. Camila Saradpan is her name. Her mom, Maria, her dad, Chris. And in fact, it's her sixth birthday on Saturday. Okay, oh. She'll be six on Saturday. And we've, we've become close because through my journeys, and I know you guys know that I visit Rady Children's Hospital mm-hmm. and I visit a lot of blood drives. Um, I've come to know Camila because she has a blood disorder. It's called thalassemia. And in short, thalassemia, essentially, uh, the red blood cells that are going through her body die much more quickly than those that are in our bodies. They die about every three weeks. So she needs fresh blood every three weeks. So that way, the oxygen that these red blood cells are carrying, when they don't get to her organs, her organs would start to die. So every three weeks, she needs fresh blood. So she needs a full blood transfusion every three weeks. So I've spent time with Camila. We went to the park one day. Another day, actually about a week ago, Thursday, I went to Rady Children's Hospital with her and her mom. And her dad showed up after work to watch her and be with her, sit with her during the transfusion. And this is a process that takes five or six hours because they need to draw blood. They need to test the blood. They need to figure out exactly what she needs. They test the hemoglobin and then they mix the blood that she needs and then they start the transfusion. She just had her 96th blood transfusion. Wow. Okay. Every three weeks of her life since she was two months old and she always will need these. Okay. She's a beautiful little girl. You know, mm-hmm. again, you can watch tonight at 11 o'clock. We're going to have it on the news. And she's a beautiful girl. And you would never know in a million years. She's as happy as can be. She smiles. Yeah. And she, you, she just is as, as precious as, as can be. But this is what their life is and always mm-hmm. will be, unless there is someday hopefully a cure for thalassemia. So thinking of her and, you know, I've had people, oh, man, I, you know, it's an hour out of my time. I got to get down to a clinic, you know, and I've also, you know, her dad was talking about, he's heard people say, oh yeah, I gave blood like three years ago. I did, oh boy, I did my part. I did my part, yeah. you know, and listen, that's great. If you have given blood in your life and you can, but this is a girl that needs it every three weeks. Yeah. And she's had 96. I've heard, no. guy, you know, I've had some big burly friends who went, ah, that needle, I'm afraid of needles. 96 times this little girl has had this. And she's five. She's She'll be six on Saturday. So God. I think of Camila and, you know, as I donate at the blood drive coming up on Thursday, I'll be doing it in her honor mm-hmm. because she's such a dear, beautiful little girl. But she's one of many. She's one yeah. of many little girls and little boys. And I was when I was at Rady Children's Hospital watching her do her blood transfusion, I met a young boy who has cancer and he was getting platelets. OK, he's getting platelets. And his grandmother was there, and I sat with her and the boy for a while, and we talked about it. Sports fan, we were talking mm-hmm. sports a little bit. Um, they actually came down from Orange County. His grandmother reached out to me on Facebook today and said that he's in Orange County, and 
dire need of platelets because for people who don't understand platelets are the golden cells in blood you can go and make a platelet donation they basically take the blood out of your arm they spin it the blood they remove the golden cells and they put the rest of the blood back in you okay it's a bit of a process it can take up to two hours mm -hmm. and i've done this numerous times last year and cancer patients especially need platelets because when they go through chemotherapy their blood has a difficult time clotting and platelets in the blood is what helps your blood clot. So you make a platelet donation and most times it'll go to a cancer patient. They're up in Orange County today and he was in dire need of platelets and the hospital there, the Orange County um, Children's Hospital, told them that they had none. Oh no. There were no platelets, they're, they're out, literally out. Like people don't think this happens. Yeah. It, it does, it does happen. They do run out of blood. They do run out of platelets. In times of, of you know, we, we hear these horrible tragedies, these mass shootings mm -hmm. and things. In cases like this, they often run out of blood. You don't hear these stories, but they literally, when, when many people are brought into a hospital at one time, they literally have to decide who do we give blood to first? Wow. Who do we think we can save? Because we won't get to everyone, okay? No. So. You know, the, these are stories you hear and you think, how am I not donating blood? How am I not taking the time? You can do it every eight weeks. Last year, I gave 14 units of blood between blood and platelets. I gave 14 mm -hmm. units and that was significant to me because I needed 14 yeah. units. So that's a number I, try, I strive for now. But there is a need. And when I talk about young young children like Camila, if you could only see her face. Look it up on my Facebook page. I saw it tonight. Kyle CBSA. She's a beautiful little girl and she is so special. Yeah, love you know, that. I can't imagine, you know, he said she's five years old now, but the first time when the parents realized something was wrong, yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah. one thing now that they know what the answer is to make her well, but the very first time to go, oh my gosh, th this little girl is extremely sick. Yeah. Why is she sick? You know, if you could see the, the look on Chris's face, that's the dad, Chris with a K as in Camila is also with a K mm -hmm. and to hear him tell me that he brought her into Rady Children's Hospital when she was two months old and the doctor came up to them and said, your daughter needs a blood transfusion and she mm. needs it right now. The look on his face. I mean, could you imagine yeah. being that parent and hearing that and then to find out, and oh, by the way, this is going to have to happen every three weeks. That's the back part <sighs> of it because my son Jack was 10 weeks premature. When he was born, he was two and a half pounds and I heard that first part, but I'm so thankful that I didn't hear the second yeah. part. Yeah, I agree. But, with you. you know, same with me, you know, yeah, in a way, like what I went through was horrible and traumatic and, you know, multiple gunshot wounds, but I'm OK now. Yeah, you know, I'm OK. I'm the lucky one. This sounds weird, right? But sure. I'm the lucky one that I, I'm, I'm OK now. I don't have to keep going back to the hospital. Some of these children aren't so lucky. Right. They have to deal with this all the time. So. I'm fascinated by this. With everything that you have learned in the last year, with everything you've been through, mm -hmm. what happens now when you are on the set yeah. at News 8? And it doesn't matter the sport. We don't have to mention names of an athlete. But knowing Camila's story, knowing all these people, and you see some athlete that's got the world by the tail, <laughs> and he is just a dick, <laughs> right? He's just a dick. Yeah, yeah. Has your perspective, I mean, I like to think we all have had good perspectives for the 20 plus years we've been doing it, but Kyle, sure. life has changed, man. We run into different things. Yeah. 
when you sit there, are you able to appreciate the humor and go like, man, just live that life because you're oblivious to the real world? Or is there a part where it's like, dude, if you knew what Camila and Chris and the mother are going through, maybe your perspective would change. Yeah, you know, we, we see athletes a lot of times from a distance, and I try not to be judgmental because I don't know what's going on behind sure. the scenes, right? I mean, I was hearing things tonight on the evening news. They were talking about Kobe Bryant mm -hmm. and many of the things he did privately for, yes. for people, um, kids that he met with, people who did have cancer and kids that were going through hard things, and he would meet with them privately. And these are stories that I had not heard before. So certainly we can see some athletes on TV maybe being extravagant yep. out there mm -hmm. partying. But you don't know. Maybe in their private life they're doing something that we sure. don't know about. Great point. So I really don't try to judge so much. But when I do see people taking their fame, their fortune, um, and, and they're kind of what it appears to be is they're throwing it away or flaunting mm. or whatever. And it seems the most important thing to them is the partying and the lifestyle. I... I in some ways, I just hope they have the perspective to understand you've got an opportunity here. You've got a platform. You've mm -hmm. got you've got the finances to do something really positive with that. And, and one thing I've learned, and especially over the last couple of years, is that, and I'm so thankful for this, that I have, have, have gained, thanks to this community, a platform, having been in the same market now for 20 years, mm -hmm. as you say, here in San Diego, that I do have a platform that I am able to use my megaphone to hopefully get people motivated to do something positive. And to me, this is the most important thing I've ever done in my life, the most important mm -hmm. thing I'll ever do in my career. You know, it's great going on the air and saying, hey, the Aztecs are 23 and 0, and it's mm -hmm. fantastic, and it gives people entertainment and joy on a nightly basis. But to be able to use this at times when I'm able to, to get people motivated to do something as important as to give blood. And when you show up on the day yeah. and you see the people that actually have listened and have shown up yeah. and that it's important to them and you say, wow, I'm, I'm so grateful that that can be the outcome. And I'm, I'm, I feel very blessed in that way. It was, um, and I'm sure for you, it was you know a life-changing moment. We just actually had this conversation on the last show that we did, how there was a time in my life where sports were just everything. Like if my team's lost in a big game, yeah. boy, it really, really upset me. I told Jeff the other day, I said, after my son died, none of them hurt as bad. You know, there's, yeah. there's a difference. Of course. For, and for me, I've made a, a point, and I was doing it before Jake passed, and I was trying to teach him the same thing, that, you know, we're going to give back. We're going to give back through through kids. Or we're going to give back to make childhood memories. We're going to try and make good childhood for uh, so many kids in the community to make a big difference and helping them get scholarships. And that's what we were working for. And so, uh, you know, I, I decided, he decided at, you know, age 20 that, you know, it's better to give than to receive. And for us, I said, you know what, man, I got half my life to go. My second half of my life is going to be not about me trying to get somewhere in a career. My second half of life is going to be making other lives better for you. And, and I know we didn't get into the full story and we we've talked about it and we can, you can find it. If you haven't heard Kyle's entire story, it's, it's absolutely amazing it was not only a second chance at life that you're more grateful for life than anybody I know, mm -hmm. but you appreciate everybody that kept you alive. Yeah. And that's why you're using this platform. It's not just, Hey, for good PR for Kyle. I mean, no. we've talked no. to Kyle, <laughs> we've talked to Kyle off there a million times since uh, the, the tragic day. And the fact that you ended up winning at the end is incredible that you give him back. Not one of those. That was a bad day. And, and uh, I'm moving on and I'm the same guy. You're a completely different person yeah. than you were, you know, th that horrible afternoon. Yeah, I, I really am. I mean, it all starts with gratitude. You know, when you go through something like that and you realize that without people, 
many people that did remarkable mm-hmm. things. I, I often say that I was having the worst day of my life, but luckily there were a lot of other people having the best days wow. of their life. Wow. They were. Yeah. I mean, these are people that were <clears throat> on point. I mean, even my surgeon, Dr. Fadi Nasrallah at Scripps Memorial, he has joked with me many times. We, you know, we're good friends now. Obviously, we go out to dinner and spend time together. We always get together on February 10th and we, we toast to a beer um, into each other. Our, our toast is to the guy who refused to die and the guy who refused to let him die. Nice. That's, nice. Our, that's our personal toast. But, um, you know, he's, he said to me often, he said, when you came into the trauma room, I'll be honest with you, I looked up and down at what was going on and I just, you know, thought to myself, I got to be on my A game today. Wow. This is going to take the A game to make this happen. He said, there's no reason you should still be here. And I know a lot of people, you know, same thing. So many wonderful miracles happened on that day and all things, you know, came together for me. So number one, it starts with gratitude and, and, and being grateful to all those people. But then beyond that, it's the community. And through the time that I was recovering, so many people reached out to me, you guys included, mm-hmm. and people reached out and, and offered their full support and, and just that you know, that, that, Hey, we're, we're behind you. We're rooting for you. So many people have said to me to, to this day, I, I will go to the grocery store tonight and someone will, will come up and say, my family prayed so hard for you. Yeah. And we're so glad you're still here. Can I give you a hug? People will hug me in a, in the gym and the grocery store. And it's still so fresh in their minds. And for me, I, I'm so grateful to all that. And I think it's when you do realize, wow, there's something much bigger going on than a, than a game. There's something much bigger going on here than a career. And so it's brought me so much closer to people and you guys included. Okay. Oh, let's, yeah. let's not forget that, that I, I'm so happy to have some relationships. And you mentioned about how certain things go away. Any little things, little bumps, any frictions between different people, maybe that there were in my life. You know, I reached out to so many of them and just said, I don't even know what if there's yeah, a yeah. problem, but it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter at all. It no, doesn't. No. It means nothing to me. Exactly. So my my relationships are so strong in my life now, uh, my family included. I always tell people, you know, that I'm thinking about them and I care about them. And, uh, you know, Todd Villalobos. Yeah, you guys absolutely. Know my producer, he's he's my really good buddy. And, you know, all the guys at work and, and your son now included yeah. in that. Yeah. Josh has been interning with us and great young man and anyone that's around us knows wow you guys are so close and it's because we realize you know the big picture and we've been down that road and and i'm just i'm just happy to be here where i am in my life and even in career you know like you guys it was always career 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 Mm -hmm. advance advance you know get climb that ladder and now i really more think about okay how who can i help around me Yeah. You know, you know, the other guys on, on my staff or other TV stations or radio stations or students that, that send me emails, you know, looking for advice. I really want to make sure that I, I give of myself. It's always a yes now. You know, yes. it's, it's yeah. never a no yeah. or it's never an I'm busy. It's a yes, especially because everyone I've asked to come to the blood drive and be a part of it has said yes. It's uh, Dave and I had a lot of things that happened in 2018 mm-hmm. and we found that being here on the show, talking divorce and separation, depression, suicide from Dave's father, one of my best friends, the passing of Jake, we were allowed to come and just talk about it and talk about on the dark days. Yeah. And I mentioned at that time, Kyle, that a couple of years back, I I used to judge for USA Boxing. And I was in a local gym one day, just kind of killing time. 
And there was the coolest little faded sign on this wall of the gym, and it said, champions stand when others stay down. Mm-hmm. And, dude, you're a prime example of guys <laughs> who stand when others stay down. But I do want to ask you this. You said a couple of minutes ago, you said, hey, and I'm here and I'm good. I don't want to just skate over what you <laughs> from from what you went through. Yeah. And the one thing you mentioned it, and I'm wondering, on those days where it may just be the darkness may just come back and, yeah. and some of that. What what gets you from point A to point B? Is it the love of this community that has stepped up? Is it a combination? Is it Camilla? But I mean, just for all of us to act like Oh, well, he's put that all behind. That's not fair <laughs> to you. I mean, I know it's sure, five years, sure, sure. but out of respect for you as your friend, on those days where we all have them, when something comes back, how do you get from point A to point B? Yeah, you know, um, it's it's interesting that um, I, I really don't have too many like dark days. People ask me if I Good. think about what happened or if I have flashbacks or if I have nightmares. And, and honestly, the answer to that's no. Good. And, um, you know, I think just because from the very beginning, and I've talked about this a couple of times, I'll, I'll never forget when I woke up from a coma and the first day or so I was going through these crazy hallucinations because yeah. all these drugs were still in my body. And I thought it was raining inside the hospital room. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I mean, I thought yeah. there was all kinds of stuff going on. Once my, you know, I was kind of back to being myself, but lying there, I'm in the surgical ICU and I've got tubes coming out of me everywhere. I've got staples up and down my, my, my chest and stomach keeping me together. Um, this beeping going on, you know, and all I could hear, I remember like four in the morning, I'm by myself and I'm, I'm, I'm awake and I just hear myself breathing and I could hear my heart beating and that's all I could hear. And all I could think is, wow, it's, it's really been reduced to this. This is what my life is right now. All those other things that were going on, all those other things I was worried about, all those other issues or problems, nothing right now. I'm breathing and my heart is beating. I'm alive. Yeah. And that was in a, in a weird way that was so liberating because there was nothing else. You know, yeah. it was just everything was nothing else mattered. I'm alive. I'm breathing. My heart's beating and I'm going to start getting better now. And I did. I slowly got better and better. And all I kept thinking is don't look back. Look forward. Look forward to the journey. Look ahead. Look down the path. Where are you going? doesn't matter why this happened. doesn't matter why you're here. doesn't matter how you got here. None of that matters. None of this why me or why did this have to happen? Zero. And I just kept moving forward. And with again, with the help of the community and everyone cheering me on, I was able to get back to who I was and feel good again. And with that in mind and to see everything this has turned out to be now, I just I'm so grateful for every day. Yeah. And and you really do when you when you when it is when it is all about to be gone, everything gone and you are so close to it all being gone. When you do wake up, you just do you're it's like I call it bonus time. Mm-hmm. You wake up and you go, I, wow, I get another day. Yeah. I get yeah. I get another day. Yeah. And it's hard to be in a bad mood when you feel right. that way. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I imagine when you look in the mirror, you still see scars. You oh, see yeah. you see marks. Though mm-hmm. those scars are I'm sure a reminder of mm-hmm. a lot of people would say, Oh my gosh, I got a scar and <laughs> you're probably thinking, This is a reminder I'm alive. Yeah, yeah, in many ways, yeah. I mean there's some good ones. I was cut open all the way, you know, from my chest to my sternum all the way down to my belly button and um 
you know, they had to open me up a couple of times because I coded a number of times. I had to go back in there and fix everything again. I see the bullet holes, uh, the wounds at least, that go through my bicep and through my, my quadricep and one that almost took off my finger. They had to sew my finger back on and when I was in a coma. So I see these and they are always going to be a reminder. And it, for me, these are a reminder of all the people that put me back together. Yeah. Again. They really yeah. are. I look at them and say, wow, what a, what a miracle it is. It's, you, you, you'll never escape that. That'll always be the case. But yeah, I think about the people that did all this work to put me back together and the amazing things that they did. So I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, it's, a, it's an absolutely incredible story. And again, it's going to happen Thursday. A, a lot of people hear this at different times. So I'll say this. We're going to put this up live everywhere. Usually we just do Patreon. This will go live everywhere. If you can make it on the 13th, please do. But if you can't, contact the Red Cross yeah. because there are blood drives going on. And and if you are allowed, as Kyle said, please do it. You can make a difference. It's an incredible feeling when you're done. It doesn't take any time. Organize one at your office. Man, I'm so proud of Upper Deck. I leave tonight in Carlsbad. No joke. If anybody goes by El Camino Real, there are 20 cones in our parking lot. You know why? Because tomorrow morning is our blood drive. Awesome. And we do one probably four times a year. That's awesome. And they will be there tomorrow. And it'll be full because our guys line up and they do it. I've been happy that you're coming in because you have an amazing perspective on a couple of things that have happened over the last couple of weeks and months because you're a Boston guy. <laughs> you're a Boston guy and you're a sports fan. But yeah. I want to I want to start with Kobe and then we'll get to the Red sure. Sox and everything sure. else. Sure. One of the coolest things I saw after Kobe's passing was a tweet from Celtics announcer Sean Grandy. Mm -hmm. And Sean wrote, as a Celtic fan, we never thought Kobe would break our heart. And he did it again. Yeah. Or would never break our heart again. Again, and he did it again. And he did it again. Yeah. And I want to get Sean's quote white because it was really cool. For you, right? We're all we're Dave's Dodgers or mm -hmm. Twins or whatever sure. Raiders. Sure. Yeah. Like we, you go on Channel Eight, we go on and do our thing, but we still have our loyalties. Yeah. When you were there on Channel Eight and those Celtics and Lakers games are so great, and it's Kobe against Boston and oh, yeah. all those guys playing. But on that Sunday to the Monday, I saw John Ireland today. Our buddy say, he, John said, I've been in L.A. for 25 years. I've never experienced a week like last week. And that absolutely engulfed San Diego yeah. as well. But from a different perspective, as, as a guy who is a Celtic fan, too, what has the last 10 days been like for you trying to report this story? It's It's been brutal. Um, when I got the news on Sunday, obviously, at first, we're all like, no, this can't be right. right. Right when we heard from TMZ, there's no way this is this is real. And then as it started becoming evident that it was real, I was, I was devastated, honestly. And I look at it from a number of perspectives. Of course, again, mm -hmm. going back to what happened to me. And when you go through oh, yes. something that is so close to a, a, a you know, a, a traumatic experience you know a near-death experience anytime you hear of a senseless tragedy of someone dying especially someone young especially a child children you know the mm -hmm. all of the people that were on that helicopter right away your heart just sinks mm -hmm. and you realize your own mortality and i go back to wow i i shouldn't be here I, why am i here like how, how is that possible and how could a guy like kobe who's just seemed like superman all the time how does this happen to him and his daughter and those other seven people? So that's that it starts with that for me. And that's, I was just crushed by that. But if you want to go to the sports angle of it, 
Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I grew up a Celtics fan, yeah. okay? Mm -hmm. I, listen, I'm San Diego through and through now for the last 20 years, but growing up a kid in Boston in the 80s, right. okay, with Larry yes. Bird and, yeah. and going at Magic Johnson. I mean, in my I I mean, it was passion for me. Like yeah. I cannot even explain how deep my passion ran. In fact, when I was in Los Angeles, I was doing the news in LA for CBS for some time, a morning show, and we had Kurt Rambis come on as a morning show guest. <laughs> and he walked onto the set and he's putting on his microphone. We're in a commercial break. I looked up and I said, By the way, I hate your guts. <laughs> and his reaction was the same as yeah. yours. He just started laughing. He goes, You're from Boston. I said, Yes, I am. I said, No disrespect. He goes, None taken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, I get it. Believe me. And it's true. You know, that's how you felt, you know? Right. And, and the thing about me, though, is that for me, it was always the yin and the yang. In fact, in my office for a long time, I had two posters. One of them was Larry Bird and the other one was Magic Johnson. Yeah. Larry's was a little bit higher. <laughs> yeah. Magic's on the wall. And yeah. people would say to me, you hate that guy. I said, mm -hmm. yeah, but I respect him. Yeah. And the yin and the yang. That's is what I feel what about you, Larry Bird. I'm right, a huge right, Laker fan. Right? Same you, way. So you have the respect. And, and I'll be honest, like, honestly two stories that affected me the most emotionally over the years were two Lakers stories. The day Magic Johnson announced mm. he had HIV, I was working in El Paso, Texas. I'm watching it on my TV in my living room and literally tears were coming down my cheek Yeah, because I was so saddened and hurt by it. And the same with Kobe to hear him. Yeah. Listen, when the guy's playing sure. as a, as a fan, as a sports fan, you, you hate him. Like, no, no, this guy, cause he kills you all the time. Yeah. But if you want to take a step back from the fandom and let's not forget fan is short for fanatic. Yes. Okay. When you take a step back, why do you hate him? Cause he's so good. Yeah. And because you respect him so much. So my respect for Kobe runs deep. His work ethic was second to none. You know, you feared the guy. So when you when you see and hear that he has gone way too soon, it is so sad. I'm so hurt by it. And, you know, you'd probably have the same reaction about Larry Bird, right? No, you know who, who? And right? Dave, not to jump in, but we in Southern California, not even as a Laker fan, we hated the Celtics, yeah. hated everything about them, you right? should. I hated Scott but, Wedman. <laughs> but, 11 for 11, baby. Yeah, but the day Lenny Bias passed away, oh, yeah. who never got Oof. to devastating yeah. oh. and you're and oh. you're devastated oh. for red and that whole team but dave's got a great picture in his office from the night that magic right Ma where yeah larry bird oh. retirement so magic a, pulls open his I, his yes. warm-up and he's got this right come on it's, a, it's I, listen, awesome i watched that entire i still have that on tape somewhere like on vhs yeah. somewhere and when he did that because he came out in the in the laker yeah. warm-up sweats and when he pulled it open and he was wearing a, a, a celtics, celtics. t-shirt yeah it was like, that's so awesome. That was a, that was cool. That's so cool. And now you love both of them, right? No matter what side of the fence you're on. Right, right. Like, Larry's that, so cool. And, yeah. Yeah. Still like the best of pals now. You know, it all worked out. All they had to do is a little trip to French Lick, right? Yes. And get some home cooking from, yeah. from Bird's mother. That was yeah. all it took. Yeah. That, that's absolutely amazing. So I got to ask you the second part. Yeah. With Mookie Betts going <laughs> from the Red Sox to the Dodgers, how yeah. painful was that? Um, painful. It is. Um, but certainly saw it coming okay you know I, I know people realize that for a long time the red sox were trying to sign mookie Betts. Mm -hmm. they threw a lot of money at him they threw manny machado money yes. at him and he said yeah. no thank you and he made it very clear i am going to become a free agent i want to be a free agent and see what the market bears with that in mind as a red sox fan you have to understand 
you got to get something for him. You yep. can't just mm-hmm. let him play the season and let him walk. That's crazy. So you go and get something. You know, the, the fact that we just beat the Dodgers in the World Series <laughs> helps right. a little bit. You know, it's like I don't have anything at all against. It'd be a lot different if it was a Celtics trading someone to, you know, the Lakers or something. Yeah. But, you know, I have no hatred for the Dodgers. I mean, you know, obviously I love the Padres being here and having covered them for so long. And I know Padre fans want to have this rivalry you know, with the Dodgers, although you got to beat the team once in a while to have really yeah. a strong rivalry, right? So I don't have any hatred toward the Dodgers. Um, boy, it just made them real good, though. The thing that bothers me, I think, more than seeing the Red Sox lose him is that now it just puts the Padres a few steps further back yeah. in, in the in the race for the NL West, right? Of course, pending on what happens at the end of the season, Mookie could still become a free agent. Yeah. I assume he will. He could go elsewhere, but the Dodgers will probably get first crack at signing him now because he's already there. So it bothers me that now the Padres have been trying to catch up to the Dodgers for so long. Suddenly now they're they're going to be looking up at them and the, the distance yeah. the distance between the two just got a little a little yeah. further. You know the one thing about Mookie Betts for people in San Diego that they don't pay a lot of attention to what was going on with him and how great of a player he is and mm-hmm. he physically is not supposed to have hit his prime because he's twenty seven. I was telling Jeff the other day, well, he, whether he ends up in San Diego or L.A., I just want to see him on the West Coast. I, I'm a huge fan. He, yeah. First of all, he grew up in the same neighborhood where my mother lives. Yeah. And so the guy's a tremendous athlete. He was a Tennessee basketball player of the year. He's the baseball player of the year. He's bowled a bunch of perfect games. I mean, the guy is just he's a freak a of nature. Yeah. And he's only like 5'9". He's not your you know, your Aaron Judge size guy, mm-hmm. but he, he's a good guy. And mm-hmm. and so the Dodgers are obviously known for Jackie Robinson. Last year was the first year of the Dodgers since Jackie Robinson broke into Major League Baseball, didn't have a black player on their team. Wow. And so Mookie it looks like, you know, the way he wears his uniform is the way Jackie Robinson wears yeah. his uniform. But the story I, I liked best after complimenting him and saying I like him as a baseball player. They said when he played for the Red Sox, many times games would end and he'd get out of there at eleven forty five at night. On the way home, he'd grab a ton of food, yeah. and he'd find the homeless people and feed them. Yep. And saying to this guy, no matter how busy he was or what he was doing the next day, he always gave back. That's true. And he's That's a good true. guy. And I, I, you know, I, I know he ended up in L.A., and Padre fans hate it, but I just wanted him here because he's a good guy, and you don't hear enough good stories. Yeah, those are all really great points, and you're, you're right. I've heard the story many times. I've seen pictures. He didn't bring camera crews or anything, but every right. now and then someone would snap a picture with their phone. And anytime there was maybe a, a buffet or something, he would stop by even the, the media room where they serve food. He would grab the extra tins of any extra mm-hmm. food and he would bring it out and give it to the homeless there. Mookie was a good guy. He represented Boston well. He is a bit of a throwback. He does everything well. He's fun to watch. He's entertaining. He, he, I mean, listen, you're going to love watching him out on, on this coast and watching him in this time zone. I'm going to miss him a lot in Fenway. We have definitely taken a step back. But Mookie's a good guy, and he's an easy guy to root for. And I know probably a lot of Padres fans are cringing, thinking, I can't root for yeah. the Dodger. Right? <laughs> but, but here's the one that I'm the most fascinated by from your perspective. Can I guess? <laughs> yeah, because, but hang on. Let me, do the, let me set right, you up, set it up to Go not ahead. just throw into it. <laughs> As a hockey fan, I think about the Bruins, and I think about Bobby Orr and, and right, Lefty right. O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. When you look at those Celtic teams, mm-hmm. whether you loved them or not, when you look at what Bird did and what Red built and everybody, Tommy Heidson, Johnny Most, it's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. When you look at what Schilling did, and, and you know what, when, let me, I'll get to them in a second. Brady and Belichick, to me, 
are the greatest. And I could watch that Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, the NFL films. I could watch it all day. I couldn't give less of a shit about Deflategate and all this. So the tuck rule kills me as a Raider fan, <laughs> but I can move past that. When I look at what Dave Roberts and Kurt Schilling did and, and that amazing story, right, going back, and the Astros do that. But for you as a Boston guy, knowing that tradition, yeah. knowing that potentially what happened in 2017 could be tainted for you. Mm -hmm. It's easy for us to all sit here and judge. But for you, in coming from there, knowing tradition, knowing the Boston way of life, when you hear that, that mm -hmm. your team may have cut corners to do it, how does that feel? And you mean 2018, right? Or 20, 2017 yeah, yeah, 2018. was the Astros. Yeah, yeah, 2018. Yeah, the Astros obviously have already gone through the whole thing with 2017. Yeah, you know, it, 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 I don't want to pass judgment. Like I said, I, I like to know the facts sure. before I start saying, well, gee, they really shouldn't have done that. I mean, we know what Alex Cora did. That's pretty much, you know, mm -hmm. and that's why he's not the manager of the Red Sox anymore because of what he was doing as the bench coach of the, of the Astros. And that's really disappointing. J.D. Martinez has said, nope, hey, we're clean. You can investigate all you want. We didn't do anything like that. So it's hard to pass judgment on a team that you're not really sure what the results are going to show. But – if we look at 2017 and what the Astros did and, and I mean, this using technology to taint the game by, by cheating in that way during a game. And when you see the splits of the home versus away and all that, yeah. it, it's, it's horrible. You know, it's, it's it, what is with baseball through the years? There's always an era of something going on. It seems yeah. right. There's always some way to get that edge, some way to, to, to cheat or whatever. And I hope like, all I can say is I hope, the Red Sox, you know, are in some ways exonerated of whatever that may be accused of at this point. It would, it would, it would really, really bother me it, yeah. if that happened. It would really, really, really bother me that that's the way they decided to go. I, I, I like to believe that it's a fair playing field, and when we go out there, we win the championship the way it's supposed to be won. And if I come to find out that that's not the way it was. Yeah, I'll be, I'll how, be how will really it upset. How will it fly back there, Kyle? Because like I was saying, all the guys that I know from that area, yeah. they're stand-up guys. Sure. Like Nobody has Houston Astro. Uh, like If you're the one <laughs> Astro fan listening, <laughs> like, go ahead. But like my buddies from Boston, whether we agreed or not, like they're always just stand-up, hard, blue-collar guys. Yeah. And I'm just I'm fascinated by how will that – because it's easy for us to sit here and chirp. Mm -hmm. But when you're there – and it doesn't take anything away from the other two championships, yeah. of course, which yeah. were incredible. But how will that story fly back there? Or the other three. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> right? Just counting. No, know. it's all good. Yeah. Four, seven, 13, yeah. 18. God dang, yeah. amazing, it's right? It's okay. It's uh, yeah, God yeah. dang, that's for no, credit where they go. I respect it. No, I got but, you. Um, you know, it, it, I th we're a very proud city. You know, yeah. that's a very proud sports town, not just city. I mean, New England is, yeah. supports all of the teams there. And I think people would be very disappointed in it. Um, you know, it, it's a team, they, they root hard. And they really care for people. And when they don't like people, too, they, you know, they, they jettison them very quickly. I thought about, um, you know, the whole here with the Padres and San Diego Padres, the Ian Kinsler thing that happened yeah, this yeah, past yeah. year. Yeah. Remember when he hit the home run and ran around the bases yeah. and kind of flipped yeah. the bird to yeah. everyone? And that kind of, kind of washed over re relatively quickly. And I remember thinking to myself... If someone did that in Fenway Park, oh, where, where yeah. they'd, be yeah, gone. they'd be gone. That guy wouldn't make it out of the park. No, no way. Like, seriously, that would yeah. be a major, major, you know, cry from the crowd, from all of the people in New England. Hey, we can't have a guy 
Yeah. Is playing in Fenway Park wearing a Red Sox uniform, flipping off the home crowd. That no. Just, that doesn't fly. Or in the garden. Imagine it's that. Like, Imagine. I, just, I, I couldn't fathom that. So the, the reaction would be very, very different. And I think people would be very, very upset in Boston and, uh, and embarrassed and maybe ashamed. Yeah. yeah. Ah, Ian Kinsler. Look, if Red Sox were to swept the Dodgers, if it wasn't for Ian Kinsler throwing the ball away, <laughs> you know, <laughs> twice, two years in a row, complete embarrassment. Kyle, we can't think. Hey, I got one final go thing before yeah, you go. Sure, sure. Because this story has been made light of, and other people have talked about it. But again, you know Rivers, like Dave and I were lucky enough to know Rivers. Yeah. You were there because we were doing post game radio. You're doing post game TV. Yep. You know that whole story. But when you see him the other day, the circus mm -hmm. pack up and move, yeah. right? Yeah. Man, yeah. I know they're not coming back. Yeah. You know they're not coming back. Dave knows they're not coming back. Yeah. Why did that story bug me, <laughs> even as a guy who's not, admittedly, not a Charger fan? Yeah. But there was something for all the people in this town that I love so much that love that team, yeah. that when he just quietly, like the Colts, in the night, left to Florida, God, yeah. How'd that impact you? It, you know, well, a lot of people say here in San Diego, they've told me like, Philip Rivers is my last link to the old yeah. Chargers. Yeah. Once he's done, I'm done. Once yeah. he's gone, I'm gone. When he retires, gone. But to see the way that happened, and is this not typical Chargers? Hundred percent. I mean, you guys have been yes. Hundred percent. How many guys have we talked to? The uh, Rodney Harrisons of the world. The Weddle. Late great junior sales. Yeah. The, the Eric Weddles of the world. I remember interviewing Eric Weddle on the field for that final home game, and is he signing autographs? And I'm asking him, you know, you know, Eric, you know, you're an emotional guy. This is on mm -hmm. camera live. Yeah. You're an emotional guy. Fans are chanting your name. How tough is it going to be for you to leave? And he just, he literally started crying, tears rolling down his face. And he said, hey, they don't want me anymore. They don't want me anymore. Right. So I'll go someplace that, that wants me. And for guys like Weddle and for guys like Philip and, and other guys, Rodney and, and several others, for them to put their heart and soul into an organization, go out mm -hmm. there and put their lives on the line to go try to win football games for a community, and then so unceremoniously, just leave with, yeah. with no fanfare, with no pomp and circumstance. That's shocking to me. Now, I don't know if there's going to be something planned down the road, but it's kind of telling when you're packing up your, your car, your minivan with your kids, and you're on your way off to Florida. It's, I mean, really, of all people, I mean, I, I thought for sure this was going to be the, you know, the salute to Philip and we wish yeah. you well. And, you know, here's, a, you know, some parting gifts. Yeah. And it just seemed like, at least to this point, nothing has happened. And I'd like to say I'm shocked, but then again, I'm not shocked. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, this is surprising, no. yes. but it's not really surprising at all. And I think it's an absolute shame. Yeah. For all of us, he, all those guys you mentioned, Rodney, Junior, Weddle, yeah. Philip, so many others yeah. that were so great, made our lives so easy, yep. were so enjoyable yep. that you just wanted them to get everything deserved to them. When you look at how the Padres did it with Trevor and Tony. Yep. yep. Or anybody else, and how Dean missed every time. What if Dean went out now and signed Drew Brees in free agency? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, where's Brady ending up? Is he staying home? Yeah. Oh, yes, he is. This is all 
posturing. He'll be he'll be a he'll major. be there. I should mention this real quick. You, Please. you mentioned Eric Weddle. I know he's been yeah. real good to yes. you guys. Absolutely. And and I reached out to him. He'll be at the blood drive as oh, well. Great. Fantastic. He said he's actually going on vacation that night. He said, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna go give in the morning and he's gonna spend some time. So I, I want to thank him. Uh Donnie Edwards will be there. Oh, great. And of course, just won that salute to service award yes. at the NFL. He'll be there. A lot of guys, Nick Hardwick, Landon Donovan came last year, donated for the first time in his life. He said he right. was such a wonderful experience. He's coming back again. All the local sports teams will that will be there. The mayor will be there. The police chief, the fire chief, truly is a community event. I thank all of these people. Can't tell you how much it means to me that you're coming out and supporting what we're doing, and to the community for all of you listening right now that you're going to come out and support this. I can't thank you enough. It mean it really means the world to me, and I can't tell you how important this is to people. Uh, Thursday the thirteenth yeah. at the DoubleTree in Mission Valley. Please. Go to, Kyle, the website. For- C- yeah, cbs8.com slash heroes. cbs8.com slash heroes. You click on schedule your appointment, and mm-hmm. boom, you can Great. You can pick a time. Uh, as long as you're 16 or older, yep. and you can show up, but just come out. Again, if for any reason you cannot make it out, please don't stop. Contact the Red Cross. Like I said, contact. do it for your company. Mm-hmm. Say to your company, I'm so proud to be part of the Upper Deck team. But uh, like we said, man, the way we started is I say to my kids every day, like, hey, go out and try to make a difference in somebody's life today. Because if you can, you're going to feel so much better than if it doesn't pan out. And on a personal note, because I was with them over the weekend and, uh, and we were chatting about this. And there was just kind of a, a flip comment that came up about our past relationship. And what I said was, you, had the, you walked up to us at the All-Star game. And it couldn't have been easy to do at the Home Run Derby. And I just personally want to thank you for doing that. I'm so thrilled. I said to Dave, when you sent me a text about two weeks ago, you're like, hey, man, I was like, you didn't even have to finish the sentence. I was like, 100%, get in here. But I just know it. And I was so happy to tell that story to friends the other day. And I said, please, let me tell you the truth. This is what happened. He came up. And I hope you remember when you came up because I was like, Dude, it's great to see you. We yep. gave you a hug. Yep. Let's go hang out. We hung out at Home Run Derby and we got caught up. But it's not about what happened five years ago, Kyle. It's about what's going to happen on Thursday and yeah. what we're going to do again a year after that and a year after that. You're making a difference, man. I'm proud of you. Uh, congratulations, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you. Well, like uh, a lot has changed over the last five years, and um, a big part of that is friendships, and I really value both of you guys. Yep, You're great. friends of mine, and, um, and I'm so grateful and thankful to have you in my life, and thank you for helping me promote this great event. We'll thank see you, you next Kyle. Thursday in Mission Valley. Cool. That was very, very cool. We have uh, sent Kyle back to Channel 8. And like I said, man, I I said this, and I didn't say it with him here, Dave, but when that happened five years ago, and there were things on social media when Kyle got shot, and people were like, do you know where Dave and Jeff are? Yeah, that was the first thing. Yeah. I was like, is that who you want to be? And so uh, you know the past history. But for him, as I said to him tonight, for him to come up to us at, at Home Run Derby could not have been easy. And I I think you and I, we felt like enough other guys there'd been bad blood with. And by that time, shit, I think it'd been 14 years. And I just, I wanted to hear the story. We hung out at Home Run Derby. Yep. We, we hung out the next night at the All-Star Game. And sincerely, when he texted me a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, man, I go, dude, 100%, come on back in. It, it's good to see him. 
And I think he knows it, Dave. I think you, with what's happened in your life, what's happened in my life, man, you got to find some shit that you have to let go. And I'm glad that the three of us are, are genuinely friends, and I appreciate what he's doing for this community. Well, I just remember that day when we saw him at the Padre game or, or All-Star game. He was so thin. Right. I mean, he, he's a thin guy already, but he was so thin. Like, he looked like he could barely stand. And yeah, going, been through a lot. And think how bad he was before that moment that we saw yeah. him. You know what I mean? I mean, he was battling back. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad we put things behind us. And, and at the same time, it's look, I, I love a good argument or a good grudge more than anybody. But at the same time, I felt like the, the scene in Field of Dreams where yeah. – He's in Boston, and he says, "What? What did you see? What did you hear?" And he says, "The man's done enough. You yeah, know, leave him alone. Leave and, him alone." And that was That's kind it. of that was kind of it. Hundred percent agree. And uh, I'm looking forward to that next Thursday. I really am. And and I don't know when you'll all hear this, but as we mentioned when Kyle was here, if you can't participate this week, don't throw in the towel. Like find a reason because my son Jack needed one. Kyle needed one. Uh, the little girl that we told you about tonight needed one. I mean, there are always people. Yeah. There's always a story of somebody who's impacted, and uh, it's your opportunity to make a difference. Do you we know your blood type? Uh, I think it's uh, A+. Plus, yes. Like me, my whole life. <laughs> no, you know, I should. It's funny. I don't, and I, I don't know my kids They'll, either. If you're freaking out that you don't know, you they will let you know right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I remember when we were in school, we all found out like in seventh grade, they told, showed us how it's done. So if, if you're afraid to give blood because you don't know your blood type and you're afraid it's going to fuck somebody up, it doesn't work that way. No. They're going to know exactly what blood type you are. You're doing a good thing. You know how, how good you feel when you vote and someone gives you the I voted sticker? Yeah. You feel a little like, hey, I did my civic duty. You're going to feel a million times better once you give blood. Uh, we also want to announce tonight that early plans are coming up. Uh it's the unsponsored Dave and Jeff blood drive. And we are not affiliated with the American Red Cross or anybody else, but we want to do our part. And so what we're going to do is with guys like Leisure Fryer, we're just going to have you meet us in the parking lot at Plaza Bonita. We're going to have a roll of uh, nickels in our hand. We're going to punch you right in your nose. Because you're a leaker. You're going to leak a little bit. Then we'll kick you right in your flat ass. We'll move you down the, the way. You love that in 30-second fights where you hear the guy in the background. He's leaking. He's leaking. <laughs> All right. I want to say this, too. I want to say this with peace and love in tribute to Ringo. You son of a bitches know I'm supposed to be working from 8 until 5 every day. Stop tagging me in World Star videos. You know I watch every one of them. I'm supposed to be working, and I, I don't find that amusing. You guys know I have a short attention span. And if there are two girls from the wrong side of the track and there's a, a chance that a weave's coming out or a boob's falling out, I'm watching it. And I don't think it's fair that you guys are exploiting my weakness. God damn, I saw about five of them last week. <laughs> Nobody loves World Star like Jeff. I was like, no shit. <laughs> God, Dave, how many? Listen, Kyle's making a positive difference. Let me ask you this. If you watched, if you had donated $3 to charity yeah. 
For every time you watched a fight oh, about Jesus. a chicken sandwich in Popeyes, how much money would you have donated? <laughs> I think about 300000 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched every one of those things, right? You know, I cannot get enough of, and I don't know what happens. McDonald's worker gives a beatdown to mouthy customer. <laughs> and goddamn... Somebody goes in there popping off about their cherry pie, and boy, that McDonald's <laughs> manager's like, oh, really? Don't, 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 don't. God damn. He was like, shit. They beat that stuffing out of that kid right there in the lobby. And, I, God, I saw one last week. I saw one last week, and it was in, like, a, a diner. Yeah. And one guy was just kind of talking, and then the other guy just slapped him. <laughs> and it just dropped the guy. And there was a dude just sitting there at a table, just eating his chicken pot pie. He didn't even move. Didn't even get up. I saw it. Didn't even move. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. And then did you see the one somebody else sent us of the little dude who was messing with the bouncer? Yeah. That seemed like it was yeah. in like Romania or somewhere, right? You yeah. couldn't understand anything. And, and that bouncer clipped him, kind of gave him the Dr. D. David Schultz upside the head. The little dude fell, and then he came back up, and then the guy just starched him. God! <laughs> and I laughed. <laughs> I get this weird, like, it's not even a normal laugh. You've had the maniacal laugh going Yes! <laughs> Turn into Joaquin Phoenix. And I'm like, boy, that guy just got dropped. He's got family, anything else. None of it impacts me. Yeah. So damn funny. God, I love him. I love them all. All right. But Uh, please, I'm begging you. I'm supposed to be making a positive contribution. World Star videos, send them to me all weekend long. I'll watch every one of them. But please, for the love (laughs) of everything that's right in the world. Don't send them to me between 8 and 5. If you do, you're cold-hearted, exploiting my weakness. All right, I'm ready. All right, before we get to how old are they and how much are they worth, I want to mention the good guys that keep this show going. Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the guy that wants to help you get in your first house. What are you waiting for? you got to call Dan. I talked to Dan just the other day. Dan is the easiest guy on the phone to talk to. Isn't he great? He answers questions so fast. And and he, he's quick to return to call if he doesn't answer your call right away because he's with another client. But I had a quick question for him about finances as tax season is approaching. I looked at my phone. It said 44 seconds. That's how it's done. That's how you do it. Not this 45-minute phone call with guys just bullshitting about anything. Man, he just fires right through. Dan's your guy. Again, he wants to help you get into your first home. Renting right now is just a waste of time. You guys know it's a waste of money. you got to figure out a way to own your own property. Make sure you give Dan a call. Dan, again, will answer all your questions regarding finances, and he's the guy to help you get into that first home. Daniel at San Diego. Uh, lending.us, Daniel at San Diego Lending.us, or call him at 858 688 6813. 858 688 6813. Yeah, I uh, look, I'm doing it right now. It was funny having a conversation with my ex wife yesterday because our kids need braces and it's tax time and all that different stuff coming up, Dave. And oh, yeah, goddamn Pearl Jam's coming. <laughs> Can you write that off? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then the stones are coming. How about that? And guns and roses are coming. Oh my gosh. What are you going to do? I, I going broke in 2020. (laughs) 
Uh, thank God I gave Dan's number to my friend Pat Smith. Because my friend Pat, I said to him today, I called him, I go, hey, the Stones are coming. And he's going to see, oh my God, Roger Waters. He's seeing Guns N' Roses. He's going to Pearl Jam. I told him, and Pat was with us at uh, in Pasadena for the Stones. Yeah. I go, hey man, Stones are coming to San Diego. And Pat said, I can't afford this. <laughs> I go, you don't have to start crying. It's only a concert. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Pat, I got my man for you. We'll get you there. And then Dan Williams said, I'm in. And then he wrote, I'm in the same boat. I go, no, you're not. No. Don't say that. <laughs> uh, give Dan a call. Make sure. God damn. Every time I'm like, all right, I'm going to pay off that Capital One card and the yes. Chase card too. Hey, here's your pre-sale code. God damn it. <laughs> Pat said, I can't afford this. Well, come on. Figure it out and then call Dan, 858-688-6813. After you take care of everything with Dan, make sure you call Brian Curry. Brian Curry is your guy mm. to get into that perfect home. He knows San Diego County better than anyone else. He's been doing this more than 20 years. He's the guy that wins all the awards. Why would you call anyone else? Everyone knows somebody that has a real estate license. is a big damn difference. Do you make a living selling real estate? Guess what? Brian Curry does. He's really good at what he does, and he'll get you in that right community, whether you're going into a bigger home or you're downsizing. Brian's number is 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. I love how you guys act like I don't know what the hell I'm talking <laughs> about. Like I grew up here. I love it here. And guess what? I've learned a few things. And what have I told you? And I had to tell Brian Curry this, too. I said, there's a lot of places to live in San Diego, but I'll tell you one where you don't want to live is the virtual shithole <laughs> known as Imperial Beach. Ah, hey, come on. We build sandcastles there. Yeah, guess what? With recycled bacon dogs <laughs> that have flowed down the Tijuana River. Ah, come on. My man Dan Plant, out there yesterday, incredibly upset. I think he said 50 million gallons of raw sewage is being pumped Jeez. in. Yeah, no kidding. Where's that going, Dano? Imperial Beach. What the fuck have I told you for two years? <laughs> they can't stop it. It's not anybody who lives in IB's fault. It's coming from south of the border. I'm not blaming IB, but guess what? Hey, a random sucker punch. They're the one taking yeah. it on the chin. Do you want the goddamn coronavirus? I don't know if it's transferred that way. I don't know shit. All I'm telling you is this. My man, Brian Curry. Uh, here we go, Jeff. We're glad to bring it back. Got to bring back positive vibes about the helicopter. Shh, over. <laughs> Helicopters are positive. Shh, over. BC, let's keep this baby moving, okay? Let's head it out. Let's take it out east, a little northeast. Let's get back up into La Mesa. Shh, over. Going right over Balboa Park. Isn't it beautiful right down there? Love it. Shh, over. That's it. <laughs> Got to bring back the fun of helicopters. Change it. And uh, BC's the helicopter guy. I goddamn told him. Yes. I go, we are not putting the Brian Curry sign in the sludge. Some dipshit. <laughs> trying to drive a four by four and it got stuck and guess what they told him hey fuck you we're not going yeah. out that <laughs> so brian take a shot at ib for the first time the other day he great. knows i'm right you i've said right. for two years i keep thinking of the scene from uh, meet the parents where he goes what's that smell that's our shit fucker <laughs> yeah well that's not ours
That's TJ's. You start making combination when that guy starts blowing the whistle. Tweet, tweet, tweet. The Kia Via. Hey, bacon dogs. It's got to go somewhere when it's done. And it's coming right into fucking IB. But you want to live there? Not us, hot shot. We're moving. BC, let's keep this baby moving. Over. <laughs> I also want to mention the guys over at Taylor Made Pools. Alan Taylor is the one that owns that company. He's been doing it more than 20 years as well. He's really good at what he does. Make your backyard into a staycation. Everything you possibly could imagine, that perfect pool, he can do it. The waterfalls, the grotto, the slides. Again, your backyard will be the place where everyone wants to hang out because you have that perfect pool from Taylor Made Pools. Again, take advantage of the 3D virtual tours. Alan Taylor is really good at what he does. Make sure you give him a call. Now's the right time. It's February. Make sure you have that brand new pool ready to go for this summer. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. As I protect every guy on my show, uh, everywhere in San Diego is eligible for a tailor-made pool except IB. I am not having <laughs> those guys dig into that ground no matter what. But as long as you don't live in IB, give Al a call. Man, the weather has been absolutely gorgeous. There is no better time to check out the website at DaveAndJeffShow.com. Under the sponsor page, you will see the great work from TaylorMade Pools. A couple of our favorite people and one incredible year 2020 is off to is my man Gavin looking stronger. Yes. And better looking every day. He looks like a young Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning. <laughs> and, uh, man, the guys at TaylorMade Pools are ready to get after it. And so let them come and build that perfect pool. So, God damn, it took me like two hours to get here tonight. Enough of that bullshit. Just uh, no longer need to drive anywhere on the weekend. Just stay home, celebrate, enjoy the good life you've earned it. Tell the guys at TaylorMade Pools that Dave and Jeff sent you. And finally, don't forget about that perfect website. Kyle Fluger's your guy. He's the guy that has done jakesprojects.org for us and daveandjeffshow.com. Kyle Fluger, who will answer the phone at 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Dave, we got a new website. We're very excited to announce www.cookingwithretiredpornstars.com. <laughs> And I cannot wait. Our first night, we're going to have the great uh, Joanna Storm will be in the kitchen making sloppy joes. We're looking forward to that. <laughs> All of that coming to retiredpornstarsinthekitchen.com. We couldn't do it without Kyle's uh, hard work. I don't know what. We got to get him home. He's goofing around making silly videos, Swiss Alps. Look how silly I am. Get him back here. I got websites to launch, money to make, because all you sick perverts want to watch Kay Parker make Eggs Benedict. <laughs> well, we'll do it as soon as Kyle comes back. Retired porn stars in the kitchen dot com. <laughs> like that one? I do. That's a good one. I like the sloppy Joe's. It's the first move. <laughs> I like that yeah. one a lot. We'll make microwave pizza with Jeannie Pepper. All right, here we go. February fifth. How old are they and how much are they worth? we got a lot of sports guys on this one, believe it or not. All right. We're going to start off with soccer star Cristiano Ronaldo. Holy shit. Uh, th mm, 34. 34 yesterday, 35 today. Damn. How much is he worth? He's worth more than anyone on this list, just so you know. Yeah, that kid's loaded with bank. $400 million? Man, you're really good. $450 million. Yeah, that kid's... Kids living a good life. Okay, now here's one that's kind of surprising because on the same damn day, it's Neymar's birthday too. Neymar? 
Fuck. Uh, I would. God damn. I don't even know. Thirty-six. He's younger. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Okay. How much is he worth? Remember, he's younger, so it's going to be less money than the first one. Yeah, two hundred million. Three hundred and fifty million dollars. Damn. That's a lot of money. Here's one of your all-time favorites, Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Uh, I think he's fifty tomorrow. Fifty-one. Fifty-one. Dude, that guy. Yeah, I think know. about Roni, my prerogative. Yeah. I thought he would have had some of the Whitney money, but I, I don't think he does. Ask. He does. Looking at the huh? money, it doesn't look like he does. No, nah, it'll be easy to determine. Ten million. Two million. Oh shit, he's got nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's not getting anything. It all money. went up his nose. Ooh. Two million. All right, here's one of my all-time favorites. I think he's underrated, even though he holds a million records. Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. Oh boy, let me see. Mm. It's his age is depressing because it, you know all of us feel older. Yeah, is he uh, eighty-one? Eighty-six. Eighty-six. Hammer and Hank. Eighty-six. How much is Hammer and Hank worth? He's worth more than I thought. More than Bobby Brown. Seventy-four million. Oh no, not that much. Twenty-five million. All right, that's good. But I th- thought back in the day, there's no way yeah. he made that much money. All right, finally, we're going to go a little bit of hockey here. Don Cherry. Don Cherry, 79? 86. God damn, is that right? Yep. I didn't think he was that old. Um, Don Cherry. What was he so upset about getting fired for? You're 86. Yeah. What the fuck were you going to do? I don't know. Talk to his dog, Blue. <laughs> um, Don Cherry. After the blue line? 17 million? 14. Pretty close, though. Yeah. Really? I mean, it's a pretty good guess. I didn't think you'd guess that high. Dude, he's a legend. Yeah. In Canada. Absolutely. All right. That was it. That's all you got. Also, I got one uh, one quick Padre thing I'll tell you. Let me hear because it. Because I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I know they missed out on Mookie Betts. To me, there's a guy sitting there that I think Padre fans would be excited about. Maybe Who's I'm that? crazy. It's Yasiel Puig. You could get him for about $4 million a year. Yeah, that's a pretty – you talked about that. Now, they're going to – I was listening to Dennis Lynn today. Feeling is that they're going to put Will Myers in right. Yeah. Great. Right? I thought they're going to... Tommy Famine left. Platoon will at first base with Jesus. Osmer, which is a crazy, what, $30, $44 million a year? Yeah. You imagine that? Yeah. Is that right, or is that $34 million a year? I'm, I'm, maybe I'm, no. No, no, $44. you are right. Uh, 20 and 20. I think it's 40 Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I think it's 40 $40 million for a first baseman, and neither one are all-stars. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Shit. Shit is, <laughs> dude. A buddy of mine, no joke. Yeah. He's been talking to the Padres nonstop about season tickets. Mm-hmm. Told me yesterday, and he's told the guy that keeps calling him from the Padres, "We're yeah. in. We're buying season tickets if you get Mookie Betts." Oh, and as soon as he signed with the Dodgers, he called the Padres and said, "We're out. We're out. Yeah, we're not. You, yeah. had, you had one job. He told yeah, him. you had one job, <laughs> and it was not to get Zach Davies. Um. So since the last time we were here, I told you. That I had been bothered by a telemarketer. Yeah, that was awful. And uh, they bothered me while we were visiting the Kobe Memorial. Yes. And I said to the gentleman, uh, I hope your mom dies today. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable when you are doing this. But yeah. then everybody told me that was the funniest part of the entire show. And then I just kept whispering it to him. I hope she dies today. Oh, what? We're going to call you. That's fine. I'm going to tell you again. I hope she dies that day too. Um, <laughs> but you sound like Batman. And yeah, shit. 
<laughs> I just wanted to creep them out. But my sons, who are my best friends and probably my best audience, they shot that idea down. They said, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. So unfortunately, that version of the game has ended. Oh, shoot. They endorsed this one last night because it happened when we were in the car and they love it when the phone rings when we're in the car because I do it for them on the speakerphone. And so last night with Jack and Kate in the car, I got a call from Adam trying to sell me solar products. Oh, boy. And it doesn't matter what they're selling you. What I said was, Adam, I don't know if this is a joke or if your timing is just really, really bad. But for you to call me two days after my father died from a solar panel falling on his head is unbelievable. And my son, Cade... Oh, who just started biting his head. Now, and the guy goes, I'm sorry. I go, well, I hope you are. I don't know if you are. But I'm going to tell you what. And the guy just clicked. He hung up on you? Yeah. He didn't want to hear another word. This is a sick fucking joke. So I said to Kate, no, I said to Kate, I go, I'm not going to swear at him anymore. I'm just going to be incredibly emotional like I'm trying to fight it back. And my son goes, that was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, they they immediately, they said, no, no, no. No more of the, I hope your mom does. No, you're not doing that anymore. They shot that one down. So, but I said, all right, let me try this version. Hey, we're calling about solar. Oh, uh, Adam, and my son, my son Keith's like two feet to my right. He's dying. Uh, I don't know if this is a really sick joke or if your timing's really bad, but to call me and offer me solar less than a week after my father died from a solar panel hitting him in the head. Wow. Wow, Adam. Wow. <laughs> That's it. It's the best. I to know what Adam said to the person working oh, next to him. Oh, God dang it. I need 10. <laughs> I'm going to take 10. I haven't smoked in four years, but I'm going. He's all shaky hand trying to light it. What the fuck? Do we screen any of these people? Do we look to see if they've been mentioned in a goddamn obituary before we cold call them? For Christ's sake. I just ruined that guy's night to make my $19 commission. (laughs) Fuck that. I'm going back to (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we found. When are we back on? Holy shit. I just had an emotional night with Kyle. (laughs) God damn. You like my fucking high school prom day. You just bang her, give her the banging of her life, and she's like, when are we going to do it again? I don't know. Um, let's see, what are we doing? You good for Sunday? Oh, you fuckhead. Yeah, sure. All right. We'll fucking come down here Sunday. Uh, if you get a chance, a reminder, a week from Thursday, the 13th, uh, double tree in Mission Valley, go down, participate, uh, make a difference in somebody. And then, uh, oh, if you want to advertise, yes, 
uh, because we've had three of you reach out. We're incredibly excited because we haven't responded to any of you. <laughs> Aren't we great? You can email us. It doesn't mean we'll read it, but what the fuck? Dumbest fucking business guys in the history of mankind. T-shirts are available at jakesprojects.org. We never fucking mentioned that. We had so much other shit going on that is so incredibly important. Um, who's my... I got T-shirts I got to mail out. Yes. That have been in my trunk for three really? fucking weeks. Oh, you asshole. I know it. Okay? <laughs> and uh, if you want to advertise... Oh, I thought that was it. Warriors trade just came up. I thought it was going for the Wolves. Glenn Robinson goes to the 76ers. You know why? They're clearing spot for... Look at me when I'm talking to you. That's where goddamn Wiggins is going to play. They don't need Glenn Robinson the third anymore. All right, let's wrap up. Now I'll explain my NBA shit to you. Go ahead. You dick. Um, you don't know how many people are fucking pissed that you got Mookie. I, oh, I know. I have spent so much time waiting for that breaking news for Mookie. Uh, yeah, you fucker. Um, but if you want to email us uh, to advertise on the show, we'd love to have you. Uh, JPDots at the Yahoo.com. Dave Palais at which Gmail. one do you want? Gmail. At gmail.com. You can also hit us up on social media at Dave Palais at Jeff Dotsith, and then we will uh, see you back here Sunday night. Perfect. Good deal. When I